Hashtag you don't have to be Jewish. So I have a wonderful guest. It's lovely to have Louise Turner, who is the COO of the Breast Health Foundation on the show. Louise herself is a breast and cervical cancer survivor, and uh, she does incredible things at the Breast Health Foundation. And so does the whole foundation do really the incredible service that they provide. So Louise, welcome. And uh, so lovely having you on the show. Are you well? Hi, Nikki. I'm well. Long time no chat. Long time no chat. I mean, I don't think we chatted at all through COVID, did we? No, I think we all sat in our little houses in our little square boxes waiting for the opportunity to get out and mingle and meet and just catch up with everybody and have a bit of human interaction. I know. Don't we long for that human interaction? You know, I went this morning to a W Suite event, just gathering all women and, you know, women's issues at the Joburg Stock Exchange. And I have to say, it really is lovely to see human beings in 3D form. And I mean, I know we're getting out there more and more, but there's just something about that energy. It's just lovely, lovely, lovely. So, Louise. Yes. Um, I want, we're going to, we're going to find out a little bit later about your story and how it was that you came to the Breast Health, uh, Health Foundation. But I'm talking to the person who's been diagnosed. It's incredibly overwhelming. It is incredibly frightening and people don't know where to turn. People don't know what to do. So what is it the Breast Health Foundation does? For the person who has been diagnosed with uh, breast cancer, and what what yeah, what steps do they take? Okay, so I'm going to go three steps back before yes. you get diagnosed. So we do the education and awareness around breast health, breast cancer, how to do breast self examinations, when and at what stage in your life do you start going for mammograms. We also speak to the ladies who have the genetic mutations, the BRCA ones and twos in their families, so that you can prepare them that they know they've got to check their breasts. And if they pick up any problems, they need to go and seek medical help, do mammograms, ultrasounds, etc. And that is where it really starts. Mm-hmm. And you go through it, you do your mammogram, etc. And then when you get diagnosed, even though you've been through the mammogram and the biopsy and there's that little, you know, that little hammer in the back of the head that just won't go away. Yeah. But the minute you get told you have a breast cancer, your life literally changes in 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. And that's where we come in a lot of the time. My entire team, we've all had breast cancer. So we've been through this journey and that happened to us. So we've each had that 30 seconds where life just got turned upside down. And we understand the challenges, we understand the fears, and we provide that support for our patients, irrespective of age, language, etc. My youngest team member, Jenna, is 26. She was diagnosed, 27, apologies. She was diagnosed at 17. Hmm. So for the younger woman, Jenna is there to talk them through it. Because every stage of your life is different, your 20s, your 30s, your 40s, your 50s, your 70s. So we try and provide that service to all our patients where there's someone age-appropriate, culturally appropriate there to help you through the emotions, through the many bookings and follow-ups and where you need to go and remember all of these things. So we become your buddy. We become your buddy. Fantastic, Louise. We're going to take a break. And after the Mm. break, let's just go into what it is that 
you know, the kind of support that, that people who have been diagnosed, women who've been diagnosed with breast cancer, um, you said you're, you're the buddy. So, you know, it's that, it's that not knowing. It's a not knowing where to go, what to do, and how you support people on that journey. Quick break. We'll be right back. Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. Welcome back to the show. I have Louise Turner on the line. She is the COO of the Breast Health Foundation. And just before the break, Louise was talking about uh, what they do at the foundation, that she said even before there is the diagnosis, they are going out there and educating people. Um, educating women, um, looking at breast health and how to do self-checkups, talking about what age to go for your mammogram, all the information there. And then we got to the point of when you are diagnosed and you have that 30-second of your your world uh, kind of imploding, um, where to from there because of the overwhelm of what treatment and, uh, what you know, what should you be doing and are you alone and is there someone you can speak to? Because, of course, everyone is floundering and um, when you have this kind of diagnosis so louise how does i mean how so what would someone do they've been diagnosed would they then phone you would they how do they contact you and what steps do you then take take us through the process okay so there's various ways it's either via email it's either telephonically sometimes we're in the clinic like today's thursday helen joseph breast clinic so we're there with you at the point of diagnosis and the important thing to remember is that Each one of us are different and each person's breast cancer diagnosis and journey is going to be different. So the first bit of advice I give everybody, breast cancer is not an emergency. You do not have to go straight into surgery and remove them. That's the first thing. Take time, think about it, speak to your family. You have time to make the important decisions. Remember, it's your body and doctors are wonderful things. But you can get a second opinion because it's your body and you need to be comfortable with the decisions that are being made about your treatment. There's no such thing anymore as an emergency in tomorrow, mastectomy, lumpectomy, remove the breasts. That's very old school. So... Just expand on that if you don't mind. I think that's such an important point, Louise. Really expand on that because, you know, there's a lot of perception out there that if you've got cancer, you want to, you want to treat it, either cut it out very quickly or, you know, get rid of it very, very quickly. So what do you mean by it's not an emergency? What, what, what are you saying? Okay. So 40 years ago, average, a woman would walk in, be diagnosed with a breast cancer today. And literally within three days, she would have been in surgery, had her breasts removed. Yeah. That is the old way of dealing with it. Medicine has changed so much. There's new types of drugs. There's new treatments available, et cetera. And the day you get diagnosed with that cancer, that cancer has been there two, three, four, five years. Another two weeks is not going to make a difference. Okay. And that's the most important thing. And always go to a specialist that deals with cancer and breast cancer in particular. Um, you know, I always use the analogy, if you're driving a BMW, will you go to Renault to have it serviced? You go to BMW. It's your body. Go to the best specialists you can find. And again, get a second opinion if you need to. But 
that cancer has been there a long time. A week, two weeks, three weeks is not going to make a difference in your overall outcome. And, and tell me, Louise, do you have a list of doctors? Do you have a list of oncologists that you work with that you can then recommend if someone says, you know, I've just been diagnosed, I'd like a second opinion, um, who is very good at this or that? Do you do that as well? Do you have this directory? We have access to all the oncologists around the country. And it's not about us referring you to an oncologist. It's about your doctors being in a multidisciplinary team. And when I say multidisciplinary team, it's not just a surgeon or an oncologist. It is the collective of everybody that is going to treat you in the next year. From psychologists, breast surgeons, oncologists, pathologists, radiologists, make sure that your doctor is part of a multidisciplinary team. And what happens in that team is they discuss your case and collectively make a treatment plan for you. The doctors that are working in silos, working on their own, oh, I'll do the surgery and after that I'll refer you X, Y, Z, might not be the best doctor for you at the time. You need to have the collective making a decision. Because remember, every breast cancer patient's diagnosis is different. So they might have slightly different treatments. There might be trials that are available. So always go to a multidisciplinary team where the doctors all collectively make a decision about your treatment right through to plastic surgery in a year's time if needed. Okay. That's another very important point, Louise. So how does one know um, and how, do, I mean, do you phone up a doctor and say, does this doctor work with a multidisciplinary team within this team? How, how does one know which doctor does? So that is something you discuss with your doctor and say, are you part of the multidisciplinary team? Who do you work with? Okay. No, Google is a wonderful thing sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's also the worst enemy. You can Google doctors and go, oh, well, this doctor's got a great write-up, et cetera. Feel comfortable with your doctor, no matter how good that doctor is. If you're not comfortable with being in that doctor's presence, get a second opinion. Okay. Okay. You know, it's your body. It's your body. And for women, breasts are so important. It's part of who we are. Be comfortable with your treating team. So you're saying first and foremost, you don't have to rush. You can find the doctor that you're happy with, that you're comfortable with, who's part of this multidisciplinary team, who's going to take you through with other doctors. And don't be afraid to get a second opinion. What else, um, Louise, if someone contacts you once they have been diagnosed? So we, we do various things from a patient point of view. We have bosom buddies meetings where all the breast cancer patients In treatment, post-treatment, 10 years after treatment get together, we have speakers that speak on relevant issues affecting the patients. Um, We have WhatsApp support groups where the ladies have never met, but they're all cheering each other on or giving support when someone's having a bad day. So there's different kinds of support. It depends on what you as an individual need. You know, during COVID, we were all starved of human companionship. But we still have patients who want to have their privacy, but have support through a WhatsApp group. So we will match you and put you where you are most comfortable and you can meet other patients. I've just had a case this morning. Lady came up to me in the clinic and said, 
can you find out who, where this patient is we were going to meet today? They've been chatting on WhatsApp for the last six months. They've never met. Today they met for the first time. Wow. 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 Yeah. You know, and when, when I see things like that, it reminds me about why I do what I do. Hmm. Because when I was diagnosed, none of this was available to me. Louise, we're going to take another break. We'll be right back and we'll continue to hear about the amazing work that you do. Thanks, Louise. IFM 101.9 megahertz of life. Welcome back to the show. Louise Turner, who is the Chief Operations Officer at Breast Health. The Breast Health Foundation is on the show. Um, Louise herself was diagnosed in 2004 um, with brain, breast cancer. Louise was saying that when she had cancer, this, you know, this kind of support wasn't around. It's now there. It's for every woman who has been diagnosed from whatever background, whatever age, there's someone there to help you, to give you a helping hand, a buddy. As Louise says, um, and really important points that Louise has put across, um, you know, after diagnosis that you don't have to go immediately into a treatment, that you should just pause for a moment, ensure that you're happy with the doctor, find out if your doctor is part of a multidisciplinary team who can take you through, get second opinions, this is your body. And uh, I think those were really very important points. So, Louise, so, um, yeah, so you, you, you talk about connecting, you talk, uh, you talk about people meeting one another. And what else, do, what else do you do, um, at, um, the Breast Health Foundation? You actually become a bit of a family, eh? Um, I had a lady this morning. She came up to me and gave me the biggest hug and said, you know, I'm clear. She's been around for the last year. She's had a, surgeries, etc. And I got the biggest hug this morning and she said, thank you, I'm clear. Um, and I think that is so important. There is life after breast cancer. Mm. And one of the things we do is we have a walk every year, um, celebrating our survivorship, celebrating the fact that we've been through treatment and we are here to enjoy life. You know, it's called one step at a time. And, and I believe it's you, happening. What is it? This is it this Sunday? It's happening, Louise. Yes, it's this Sunday, eight o'clock. It's at Melrose Arch, mm-hmm. and you'll be able to buy tickets online, or you can come through to Melrose Arch Piazza on Saturday between nine and two and buy tickets. But I think the thing, the thing about this one step at a time, is when something like this happens to you in your life, whether it's a breast cancer or heart disease diagnosis, any chronic illness, your whole journey is one step at a time. Because today you do this. Tomorrow is the next step and the next step. So Mm -hmm. I think one step at a time epitomizes our journeys, not only through our treatment and our cancer, but with life. You go through it one step at a time. So we've had every year, we try and have a walk. Unfortunately, the last two years, it's been virtual walks. So we can see each other on Zoom and in photos. But this year, we're back to actually being able to get together and invite our families and our friends to join us. So I'm looking forward to it. It's a camaraderie, um, you know. Absolutely. Celebration. Right at the beginning. Yes. Just to be out and to see people again. And you know, we love a good walk. We love going out there and putting on our techies and walking. So this is the, um, 
This is the walk, the one step at a time that's happening on Sunday. Melrose Arch, which really is our area, it's our side of town. Um, and I know that you, you also are going to have the South African National Blood Service there, this mobile donor station for people who want to donate blood. Um, and there's going to be a health and wellness market. Tell us a little bit more about that. Okay, so firstly, from a blood donation point of view, people don't always realize that even as chemo patients and patients doing cancer treatment, we need blood. And we've incorporated them so that the families and the friends can actually donate blood to help somebody else. Because there's always a blood shortage and challenges with getting blood sometimes in our country. So it's great to have them on board. We as cancer patients can't donate blood, but our families and friends can to help us and other patients. So I'm very happy to have them on board. And then we have a market where there will be goodies for sale. Um, we will be there. There will be NGOs. There will be restaurants in the area where you can get coffees and that sort of thing. So it's very much a family and a social environment. Our market will be running from 8 till 1. Come, bring your friends. There's arts, crafts, there's ice cream. They're supporting the Breast Health Foundation and some of the other NGOs that will be joining us. Um, yeah, and uh, I can't wait it's to 100... actually meet people. Yeah, mm. I agree. And it's it's 150 rand for for a ticket. Do you have to buy the ticket beforehand or can you buy the ticket and just pitch up? So you can go online and buy the ticket online at mybreast.org.za tickets will be available Saturday morning between 9 and 2 on the piazza at Melrose Arch the whole team will be there if you're a breast cancer survivor please let us know because we have special survivor t-shirts for all our survivors we'll stand out in the crowd and celebrate pink and blue for the cancers so you can do either one Amazing. So that is Sunday the 21st. Um, it's a five-kilometer walk. It starts on Melrose Arches, um, Whiteley Road at 8 a.m., um, and it meanders through the James and Ethel Gray Park and surrounding suburbs, and it ends back at um, Melrose Arch. I think it sounds absolutely fantastic, and I, I hope it will be a huge success, Louise. Thank you so much. And, you know, it's lovely It's lovely having you on the show. It's, as I said, it's been a long time, so do keep us updated. And, um, yeah, and thanks for the valuable information. Was there anything else that you wanted to share with us before you went? Nikki, what did Robert Redford say? Today is another day in your life. Live yes. your life that way. Celebrate the joys. And uh, come and join us on Sunday. Oh, my goodness, Louise. You were listening intently to the news and the quote afterwards. I'm so impressed. I am. That's <laughs> it. I'm thoroughly impressed. <laughs> oh, Louise Turner, thank you. Thank you for joining us. Wonderful having you on the show. Take care. Thanks, Nikki. Go well. Bye-bye. Louise Turner, COO of the Breast Health Foundation and valuable information. So overwhelming.